and welcome to the Movie Scramble podcast on today, tonight, this evening's episode. It's a special preview pod that we're doing for the forthcoming Glasgow Film Festival. It's come round to that time of year again where the cinema elite <laughs> rock up to Glasgow for 10 days of film festival fun. This year it's a wee bit later, it's just the way that it seemed to work. So the festival itself is running from the 1st until the 12th of March and officially representing moviescramble.co.uk at the festival is the ever delightful Mary. Mary, how are you doing? I am so excited that we're back podding. I'm so excited that the film festival's coming up. And of course, I am very cheesered to be representing my favourite Purple M on the red carpet in Glasgow. It's a real, <laughs> real home city pride about this festival. So I'm very excited. Nice one. Yeah, I think this is the first year that since the pandemic, since well, the 2020 festival was a full normal festival because everything basically went to shit about two weeks after the festival ended. I was going to say, it was, it was February that was, I still, that still happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a lot of talk actually at the festival. I was speaking to like a few filmmakers and stuff like that and they were all really concerned because they obviously had a full calendar for the next couple of months and they were going, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. And I remember the various people from the festival themselves were quite concerned because they thought at any time everything could get closed down because yeah. the reports were that things were getting worse and worse and other places were getting shut down at the time. I think it was Italy yes, during that was right, having like, real first, problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was, it was kind of well. But yeah, there was obviously a full festival that year. Two after that, two... 2021, 2022, we're almost back to normal. 2022 was close to it. Uh, there was a few omissions, which we'll pick up on later on. But yeah, it was it was getting there. I don't think attendances were quite up to the normal level, but I think they're very hopeful that this year is going to be exceeding in terms of the number of bums on seats at various venues. For films. So yes, looking forward to it. Definitely am. So the way the film festival works is as most festivals work is it's uh based on strands. You have your various gala performances. In case in the case of Glasgow, it's they have a, an opening and a closing gala, and there are various there's a main section and there are various other sections now we're going to briefly chat about some of those and some of the sort of special events that are going to be happening as well just for info the opening film is a film called girl which is a film from odra on a which is receiving i believe it's british premiere for that which yep. is pretty damn good to be perfectly honest yeah, that's uh, exciting. It, it looks it looks like quite an interesting film about a couple of outsiders who moved to new city and obviously all the problems that are involved in that um <laughs> as with most films that we, we tend to see these kind of film festivals that run without a theme there, there's an awful lot of misery about them yes. yeah there's there's a few laughs but not very many now in contrast to that the closing gala is a film called polite society which has been marketed as a sort of a, a martial arts comedy drama set within the British Pakistani community about a girl who wants to be a stunt woman in films, which which looks excellent. Yeah, it does. So quite looking forward to that. It's from uh, the the creator of uh, We Are Lady Parts, 
which was oh, a Channel right, 4, okay. the yeah. Channel 4 music thing and music comedy thing, which was really good. That was a, that was a cracking me series. It was just last yeah. year. So that should be interesting. Point to note is that both the opening and closing galas are completely sold out. Now, traditionally what they do is oh. they basically take over the whole of the GFT, GF1, 2 and 3 yeah. for the opening gala and the closing gala, and they're all sold out. So that's pleasing. That's a good sign. It's very good. Yeah, it definitely is. So that's that's quite interesting. So as I say, we have various sections within the festival. There's the the main part of it's the official selection festival, which is about sixty five films, which comprises of pretty much about ninety percent of them are brand new. They're European, British, actual world premieres as well. A couple in there, and they cover all sorts of genres it's, it's all real it's, it's a real sort of mixed bag but there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there so that's where the bulk of your cinema viewing is going to come from from there so what are you looking forward to from this do you know it was really hard to choose i, I love being in the position where you're sitting with if like me and you like paper and you go and get your your brochure from the Glasgow Film Theatre and you sit and you leaf yeah. through and then you put the little crosses next to the ones that you really want to go and see. So what jumped out at me straight away is Mark Cousins, my name is Alfred Hitchcock. I'm obviously mm-hmm. a really big Hitchcock fan and the thought of a two hour long documentary where there's, you know, voiceovers and sort of kind of parody things, I thought... That sounds absolutely perfect to me. And that's a sort of kind of, I would say that's a more sort of mainstream thing to go and see at the the festival. The other sort of big thing I'm looking forward to, which I've actually had a cheeky wee watch of on the industry portal, is Skin Deep. Because Mm -hmm. I watched a series on Netflix called Cleo, which I absolutely adored. I couldn't get enough of it. And one of the actors in it, um, Dimitri Shad has written and co-directed this film which he also stars in as well and I was so looking forward to it and obviously I'm not giving anything away because it's embargoed but it did not disappoint and that's mm-hmm. the thrill of these kind of festivals you go in with maybe like a name that you recognize or even just a theme that you think that might be quite good I might enjoy that and you just go in with absolutely no expectations and that's that's my favorite thing is getting surprised by you know whatever it is that you end up watching. Yes, what I tend to do with festivals is I steer away from the ones that I know will probably get a wide release, either in cinema mm-hmm. or oh, streaming services, because there's loads of other stuff that you will never be able to catch anywhere else. And uh, it's quite funny because on Facebook, all the memories start popping up for previous entries that I've made for like sort of past festivals and there was ones for films that I watched at the festival and I've never seen anywhere ever again like a couple of Italian films from like 2015 that I watched about a I think it was a jewelry heist and it was a sort of comedy and it was a brilliant film and I thought that's really good and it's going to do really well but never saw it anywhere ever again it's so I, don't, I don't know if we're talking about the same film because actually there's an Italian film that I, the name of which completely something to do with the number five it completely escapes me though the full name of it and I have been desperate to find a copy of this you know Blu-ray DVD whatever somewhere ever since I saw it at the film festival because I went to see it up at the CCA and it's yeah. like it's vanished off the face of the earth I cannot find mm-hmm. it and it was so good and it's such a shame that there's no like copies copies of it anywhere I can get a hold of. Yeah, the one I saw was called uh, I Can Quit Whenever I Want, and it was about a bunch of academics planning a, a robbery in 
Oh, that's the hijinks and confused. Yeah, again, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I've never seen anywhere else. I mean, but you forget because, I mean, you you're like me in the respect that you watch loads of films, so there's always something else to watch anyway. So if there's something that you can't get hold of, yeah, there's probably about ten others in your list, or in your case, your notarized spreadsheet uh, <laughs> that you're, you you you'll still have to watch. Yeah, we will not mock. We will not mock the no, no, twenty three spreadsheet because we it's don't the mock only any thing sort that... of <laughs> <laughs> the only thing so I know what cinema I'm turning because obviously there's different locations for different films so I know where mm -hmm. I'm turning up what time and also I can work out then because I have taken annual leave when I can actually write my reviews up as well and obviously I mean to live such a thrilling life like this is you know I know mm -hmm. that our listeners going to be like wow she sounds really cool <laughs> <laughs> no no it's it's important no, because like like you say, it's not all just based in one location. I should have said there's well, sort of three main locations. There's the GFT Cinema in Rose Street, which has three screens, and they get fully utilised for the festival. Uh, the last two, three days, I think it is, of the festival, the main cinema is used exclusively for Fright Fest. I think, which is oh, so think much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's you know everyone's in good spirits. They're having a wee beer and they're sort of you know I'm not I don't want to say heckling the film, but sort of like joining in and clapping, whooping and yeah. it's a really good experience. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a different sort of vibe, isn't it, to sort of the normal fest? I mean, like I've said before, like like when I've been going when I was going to the Sitges Film Festival, it's that kind of vibe all the time, and that's it's because it's the same sort of crowd. It's a horror sort of fantasy mm. crowd and they, they, they like to get involved and they like to appreciate films but not in a disrespectful way in a uh, sort of disturbing things. Yeah, but, it's all know, genuine it's all sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's always good fun to take part in as well and I think it's such a big draw because again, you know, a lot of sort of indie horrors don't really get to see the light of day, they maybe don't make it into the, they don't even make it onto a platform like Shudder for example, which obviously yeah. has lots of good indie so it almost feels like I just just a really nice collective of people who are there just to enjoy that genre and just have a good time. It is. It's, it's good fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in addition to the GFT itself, they are making use of Cineworld in Renfield Street. Sorry, Renfrew Street. While it lasts. <laughs> while it lasts, yeah. While, while it's still open. They usually have maybe two or three screens in there and they show various films. It's just sort of additional screenings i think really for for in there nice venue obviously nice and clean and the third main menu is the cca the center for contemporary arts up on Sucky hall street which has two screens i think two screens um yeah that's where i went to see that so i've remembered the title of it that's where i went to see that five is the perfect number however <laughs> i will say that if you can bring a cushion or something soft to sit on it's a yeah. good idea they're not the kindest of seats up there <laughs> they do sometimes actually provide cushions for there's the there's the wee salon cinema on the ground floor mm -hmm. and then you go upstairs which is the the main cinema and that's like a sort of multi-purpose area there's there's seating at the front and then it's one of these retractable bleacher type seats and they're the ones that yeah uh, your, your legs go numb after about an hour and a half you know that it can be <laughs> It can be <laughs> an interesting the, the the wee salon cinema is mental because there's only about four rows in that. Uh, yeah, it's like quite intense. Seats. Yeah, yeah, quite an intense viewing experience in there. I've seen mm -hmm. a few films in there, and actually, you do feel like all of a sudden you're very close to your neighbours, and there is only yes. about fifteen to twenty of you in the room. It does seem a bit strange. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Especially if there's a sort of Q&A going on, you know, you've, you've no place to hide because they're looking for people to ask questions. Oh yeah, you feel very obliged to put your hands up and go, yeah. I- I've thought of something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, in terms of the main sort of strand, the ones that I am looking forward to are Pearl, which is premiering. It's not really premiering, obviously, because it's been about in the States for months and months, but I think this is the first... Literally sort of, about half a year. Yeah, I think this is the first Scotty showing of it, just ahead mm-hmm. of it getting released. I think it's coming into sort of cinemas about a week, maybe a week and a half after it gets shown. It's a film Adopting Amy, which I managed to get a quick look at beforehand. Sorry, Adopting Audrey, about an adult adoption where uh, mm-hmm. older people adopt adult children to sort of fill a gap in their lives and apparently it's based on a true story wow. and yet this is something that does actually happen people are you know they, they miss having families around they miss having their children around so they sort of adopt other adults who are willing to be adopted and they sort of fuck I mean, it's like making friends with older people you know so that's, that was quite a, a nice sweet story that sounds I like quite that one. sweet yeah that sounds really yeah endearing. yeah there's a french film called tropic which I've seen as well. I can recommend that. It's about two brothers who are in this sort of space academy set in France. They're, they're going to be the next French astronauts or European astronauts until tragedy befalls them. And that's that's yeah. a really, really good film. It's quite a sort of powerful family drama, which you think is going to go one way, but then about halfway through the film, it just kind of like takes a real left turn and... It Ooh, changes okay. completely. It's a wee bit, and there's a wee bit of uh, sort of like body horror elements in, in it and all nice. that without being like totally full on. But yeah, yeah. that was, was excellent. The Cassie's Clay documentary, that looks really good. That was excellent. Becoming Ali, really. which I thought, yeah, yeah, anything to do with Muhammad Ali, I'd quite like to watch. And obviously, the one one of the ones that was on your list as well, um, God's Creatures. Yes, uh, that's the only film. And, Emily yeah, Watson. I mean, he's obviously hot property just now. That's the only film I'm going to see that's actually in GFT1, so I'm assuming that the rest that I've picked are obviously in smaller screens and um, maybe not mm. quite as popular, but I think he's definitely hot property at the moment, isn't he? So obviously it's getting quite definitely, a big... Definitely, yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously Emily Mortimer is coming up to do a Q&A pre- premiere, all that sort of thing for it, so it's going to be quite busy. Emily Watson, I think. Watson? Oh, sorry. Big yeah. pardon. Ah, sorry. No, no, no. There's loads of Emilys. Because she always gets... And they all look quite play. similar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because there's the one from the Harry Potter films as well, which is she. Emily, Ooh. I don't, I don't I know. Do you know what? This is when I admit I that, on it, yeah. yeah, for the purposes of the tape, I've never read or watched a Harry Potter. Yeah, I know. We have our blank spots, you know, that's fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. I can actually tell you. Yeah, so those are the basic ones that I'm looking forward to in sort of the main strand, which I could have talked about maybe about 15 or 20 films that's the that's yeah. the problem there are, there are so many different types of films out there but handily what they also do is they have various strands as well there's the audience award strand which is generally about it's about 10 films i think it is and basically it's an audience award an audience voted award uh, yeah, yeah, I was right, it's 10 films. So there's all sorts of different ones in there, which some of them is obviously dramas, a few comedies in there as well. Skin Deep is one of those films, the one that you mentioned. Oh, right, that's, okay, that's up for, it's up for the audience good. award, yeah. yeah. And a few sort of wee quirky ones as well. There's a Spanish strand as well, sort of contemporary Spanish I, films. Yeah. I'm going to see a few of those, either on the portal or I've, I'm going to see the, is it La Mencita, the new yeah. Penelope Cruz? 
So mm-hmm. obviously had to do a little bit of Spanish representation in there, try out my new surname, see how that goes down. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Yep, you you have to be representing because you you That's well <laughs> at this stage you're representing about half of Europe, I think, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're Germanic and Spanish, and there's probably a bit of Irish in there as well. You know, as well as Scottish. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've got a few Scandi films lined up to watch as well because, of course, I'm obsessed with all this. Is do you know this is what I spend my time doing on Netflix? We talk about all this good you know cinema or the tv shows that are really captivating I'm working my way through like really cheesy Scandi cop shows that probably came out in the early 2000s but I just yeah, love watching yeah. them. Uh, yep yep that's the way it goes one strand that they have year on year is they have a classic strand the show films yes. at 10 30 in the morning pretty much every day of the festival they're free entry it's in gft one in the big cinema yeah. it's always good there's always a wee talk from Alan, one of the co-chairs of the film festival. It's his last year, I believe, as well. Is, yes, um, he's, yes. he's moving on after this year. I don't think he's getting shot at the end of the festival or anything. I think he's actually <laughs> just moving on. He's, he's been doing it for it's since not, like 2008. It's not midsummer. We're not going to no, make him jump no. off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's not going to be a bear on the last day or anything. <laughs> turns up, you know. So this year, um, the strand is named In the Driving Seat. And it's a retrospective screening of, well, it's revolving around the theme of women taking charge and sent off to forge their own path. So you've got the likes of Bonnie and Clyde, which I've never seen on the big screen. You've got the classic um, It Happened One Night, which was one of the first films to win all of the major Oscars. There's Poirot Le Fou, there's Roman Holiday and Thelma and Louise. There's Piano, which, again, I mean... I don't think I've actually seen the piano all the way through. I think I've seen no, it like, oh, over or something, you know. Do you know, I, bizarrely, I'm in the same boat because I have a feeling that we watched bits of it at uni, but not mm. the the holes. I've maybe seen about half of it. But honestly, the fact that these films are free in yeah. the nicest, you know, um, cinema room within the GFT, I just think that's so incredible. And anyone yeah. that can get down, obviously, should get down and, and watch something really special. Yeah, it's, it's a nice way to start the day because they're all like an hour and a half, two hours sort of maximum. And then yeah. uh, what, I, what I tend to do is I start my day with one of those films and plan the rest of the day around, all oh, right, oh, that was finishing at five past 12, so I can get into GFT3 at 20 past 12 or whatever for the, the next one I want to see. So plan your whole day around the fact that you're going to be seeing one of these classic films. There's a few of them that I want to see. Some of them I have seen. I remember I've seen... Thelma and Louise, and I've seen Widows. Have you seen Widows? That's really good. That's yeah. obviously quite yeah. recent, but yeah, it's a cracking movie. So yeah, there's a, there's a couple in there that I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I'd really like to see Bonnie and Clyde because that's obviously a classic movie. That would from be really the, cool. Sort of starring yeah. your Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's it's pretty good. And like you say, you can't really go wrong, you know? So apart from that, we've already mentioned Fright Fest. There's a a strand about the documentary maker Lee Grant, who I know basically zilch about. I think it's like five of uh, their films. <laughs> had an extraordinary career, blacklisted from the industry for 12 years, only to return when Best Supporting Actress Oscar, which I guess That's a nice two fingers yeah. up if you've been blacklisted. I know, yeah. So it's five films in there, and they're all at a cut-down price of £6.50 each to go and see them Fantastic. which is very nice indeed obviously and there's one another strand that i particularly want to try and get to see is the gloria graham strand me too which 
Uh, I, I liked a lot of her work because I like a lot of sort of film noir things and she yes. was in a few showing two sort of big film noir ones the big heat and in a lonely place and a lonely place is a yeah. brilliant brilliant movie i love that movie imagine all... seeing that in the decadence of gft1 though or even just yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is just going to be heaven heaven but the the one the main one i want to see from that strand is uh, vincent minnelli's the bad and the beautiful which is this never seen melody. that so that yeah oh it's a cracking one it's um Kirk Douglas and Lana Turner and Dick Powell, as well as Gloria Graham in it. It's one wow. of these sort of all-star casts. Have you never never seen that one at all? Never no? seen it? No. That's it's a like all these people. Spot. Kirk Douglas is a producer mm-hmm. and he's down in his luck and he's trying to get these people to come and work for him. And um, it basically goes through the, the stories of all of these people and how he helped them get to where they are today oh, and all this, you know. Right, and okay. It's, it's cracking. It's really good. And Kurt Douglas, top form. It's a really, really good movie. It's one that I would watch time and again. That's on in Monday at one o'clock. So that's a definite for me. I'm definitely going to be in town for that. And that's going to be so good. Various other ones. That, that, where they've started, like, like we said, they're back to sort of full service this year and one of the things that the Glasgow Film Festival does really well is their special events. Yes. So in the past it's been, I believe you went to see The Thing down at the... In the snow! That was incredible! It was so good. I was freezing but it made the film, like honestly you were sitting there going, is is the snow moving? Is there something, like you were genuinely looking around going, what is going on? It's mm-hmm. Their event cinema is incredible. It's it's so worth going to see because it does, it really elevates the film from just watching it again in the big screen, which is a treat in itself to, yes. you know, you're sitting in the snow. <laughs> yeah. So in this one, they are showing the 60th anniversary print of The Birds. Now, I think that's just in GFT1. That makes I don't me think very I, I don't think they're going to introduce crows halfway through the film or anything, but that, I think that would be a good yeah. one to see anyway, just because yeah. Hitchcock in the big screen, let's oh, face it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice wee companion piece to the Mark Cousins documentary. Exactly. Yeah. Which Provided is, that we all make it out scratch free. <laughs> yes, yeah. Aye. There's a showing of Under the Skin with a live orchestra as well. Ooh, which was announced is that for the well CCA? in the I don't think so. I just give me a second. No. I will tell you where that is. It well, it's completely sold out no matter where it is anyway. Yeah. Um oh, so the Queen Margaret Union. Oh nice. So, so it's that's a really good it's a nice big venue, obviously, if you're, if yeah. you're going to uh, be projecting and have an orchestra at the same time. It's the same sort of idea as there's a another venue in Glasgow City Halls that sometimes show yes. old films and have uh, a live orchestra as well. That's really good. Um and there's uh so I married an axe murderer as well. They're showing that uh, comedy Brilliant. venue, and I love that film. Obviously, it's got its Scottish connections with the Mike Myers character. His family's all Scottish, and you know, it's bagpipe playing, you know, <laughs> playing the bagpipes and singing. Do you think I'm sexy and all that? And yeah. Piper Doon and all that sort of stuff. It's a cracking film. It's really, really good. Uh, uh, so that'll be a, that'll be an interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of like weird Scottish accents, so um, again, not giving much away, I watched this uh, Miss Viborg yesterday, which I get a Danish sort of comedy drama, which I really recommend, but halfway through and it really caught me by surprise, and this is why I was, I had to actually pause the film because I was laughing so much at it. Obviously this like Danish truck driver just gets up at a, a big karaoke bar in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. belts out the Proclaimers 500 miles. <laughs> 
It was hysterical. And then he said haver instead of haver, which really set me off because obviously haver is a very, very Scottish word. And unless you know yeah. what it is, then yeah. It was brilliant, thick Danish accent, singing away. And I was like, this is the best thing I have ever seen. <laughs> Excellent. Nice one. Yeah, I. it's it's always nice to hear interpretations of the of various Scottish accents on screen. I'm all, yeah, and I'm I for that. And I, I like that, yeah. I wondered if that's what, what made them pick it for the festival, because that's quite a sort of, it sort of turns the rest of the film kind of on its head. And I just wondered if that's why they picked it. But if you can get and see, get to see Miss Viborg, highly recommend because it is very good. But it just the, I had images of everyone else, if, if you saw it in the cinema, everyone else feeling compelled to sing along because it is one of those earworm kind of songs where no matter who's mm. singing it, you want to join in. <laughs> Well, just to make me feel particularly old, the reason they're showing So I Married an Axe Murderer is because it's 30 years old. No, it can't so possibly that's... be. No, no. Yep, sorry. Yep, so <laughs> that's, that's the reason for that. So, And there, there's one line in that film. He, he has to try and get to see his girlfriend, who's really sort of far away. So he gets on this wheel light aircraft with Stephen Wright, the comedian. Mm-hmm. And he says, what time are we going to get there? And Stephen Wright says, I don't know. I, I have no concept of time. <laughs> and it just cracks me up every single time when I hear that. And it's one of these ones that you use sort of in an offhand way when somebody says, what's the time? And you just say, I'm sorry, I've got no concept of time. And they either oh, get it or they it. don't. It's one yeah. of those ones, you know. And if they get it, then you've, you've just made a new friend, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you can be friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so, I love stuff like yeah. that. I love it. Yeah. Pass the test. Uh, so where has that been shown, Sonny? So I managed an expert. It was at a comedy venue. They're saying they were going to be doing that. So I believe nice. they said it was going to be the Glee Club. I don't know where that is. That's that. what it says. Yeah. It says uh, go over to the Glee Club for an evening of poetry or the large club. Oh no! So the Glee Club is. I think that might be the one beside Cineworld. There's a comedy venue there. Oh, it used to be jonglers. It used to be that so, used to yeah. be small door that you go in. And yeah. Just, oh, I yeah, it's no, massive. It's, like, it's it's a really bit sort of big. I've been in it uh, when it was jonglers. Yeah. Aye, so it's yeah. in there. Uh, so that that'll, that'll be, be excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Really so there, there'll definitely be some uh, movie related stuff going on with that as well. So that'll be pretty good. So that's pretty much it. Ten days packed full of awesome. movie madness. Uh, basically, there's something for everybody. You don't need to be a complete miserableist like me to uh, <laughs> enjoy things. There are comedies or stuff. The thing about film festivals is it's something that you can go and you can take a chance on. You know, it's something yeah, that you wouldn't normally watch. Yeah. 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 That really You're not going to lose anything. Bit. You know, you, no. there's, there's nothing to lose, and especially with the way that the, the sort of normal tickets are about 11.50, I think it is, but you can mm-hmm. get deals where you can buy them in batches of five, ten, that kind of thing, and you're saving yourself maybe £15 or so. There's various options. You can find all the information with regards to the festival at glasgowfilm.org. I would take to the main site, and there's links there to take you on to the festival site where it gives you information about the times for all of the films, all of the background, and some of the other things that are going as well. Obviously, you can get updates they regularly post on the various socials about yeah. various guests and things there's going to be a number of people like you mentioned earlier on there's going to be loads of filmmakers in town as well to yeah. promote their uh, their forthcoming movies and everything so there'll be a lot of buzz which is always nice and a few sort of red carpet moments as well which 
it's always interesting in February because it can be snowing or it can be sunshine. You just never know <laughs> with these. Yeah, things. and there, the last festival I was at was snow because I remember actually showed up mm-hmm. in my Facebook memories today that I think it was 2020, yeah, it was 2020. Apparently three years ago, I was obviously sitting watching my friend Dammer, but I remember it snowed that night, mm-hmm. which is one of yep. these weird memories that pops up in my head. But um, yeah, so you never know in, in Glasgow whether or not it's going to be jacket weather or you can strut the red carpet in your nice dress. <laughs> Yeah, because one came up in mine. It was for the Big Lebowski. They showed that down oh, at wow. uh, Glasgow Key, down at the the Odeon there, and it, it was. But you had a bowling night before it. <clears throat> oh, that's the perfect. The Bolorama place beside it, and they were serving white Russians and stuff like that. And I remember Incredible. that because obviously it was a really good event cinema. But there was all these sort of storm warnings, and the next day, basically the heavens opened and. It snowed everywhere and everything was cancelled. All the films were cancelled at the yes. film festival and all that. You know, it's the first time it's, it's, oh, it's the first and last time it's happened, I think, during the sort of history of the festival. But yeah, yeah. just everything ground to a halt for about four or five days and they had to refund tickets yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Oh, it was just unbelievable. And I was annoyed because obviously I'd booked time off work and then I was stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, so I would be stuck at home anyway if I was working. Anyway, I know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. That's, Aye, that's the way of it. So I am definitely looking forward to the festival. I'm pleased it's getting back to normal. Uh, and it's a nice buzz in the town as well. And these venues are just fantastic. I, I really like the GFT as a venue. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to see some quality stuff. And I, I assume you are as well then? Yeah, um, obviously, I'd like to just say thank you to the press team who, as always, have been incredibly gracious with my many stupid inquiries uh, and have been excellent at keeping you up to date with what's coming out, loads of press releases, making it super easy to sign up for press tickets and uh, the portal and all that sort of thing. So huge thank you to the press team. And yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to see you know, people milling around the GFT, people getting excited. I love just even standing in the little cafe bar bit at the GFT and hearing everyone talk about film and being excited about it because it really feels mm-hmm. like you're part of something. Um, so, yeah, bring it on. I can't wait. What about interviews? Has there been any anything from them about the possibility of meeting filmmakers or anything like that? Because there's, there's always yeah, people I think... talk about their, their wares. So they're based... Oh, they've changed where they're based this year. They're based... Do you know how we are... Oh, it was near like where no fact no that's not it's it's on a corner in Sucky Hall Street. It's a sort of arts kind of event space. The sort of setup camp there, as opposed to they've done the Hilton the past few years. Uh, Citizen M. They were in Citizen M for. Oh a few yeah, years. so they were in there yeah. as well. Um, so mm-hmm. they've set up sort of camp in a sort of event space, and I think a lot of like interviews and stuff like that is potentially either going on there or in sort of other various locations around the city. Um, I need mm-hmm. to take a look. I'm going in to pick up my press badge on Wednesday or Thursday of next week so I'll go in and take a look and, and see what's going on there but I know there's obviously definitely stuff going on yeah cool yeah it's always good there's like especially at festivals there's always people want to talk you know yeah like did you not get a few people last year it was the year before yeah a couple of people which is always nice yeah I think it was maybe about three or four there was an Icelandic film that I covered and a Canadian that Jonas Chernick yeah. yeah yeah so uh, spoke to him for the first time during the festival and stuff. Yeah, it was it's, it's interesting, but it's nice when there's you're away. Like, I think it was I think you're right, the interviews were at the Hilton and they were mm-hmm. just out in the sort of main lobby. So it was really noisy and I was trying to record things. <laughs> Whereas I spoke to another filmmaker uh, in actually the room. Oh nice. Where you could yeah. actually go. So it was dead quiet and I was able to I just recorded it on my iPhone. And yeah. It, it, 
turned out really well. It was really clear and everything, but you just need that wee bit of silence in the background, you know, you, rather than waiters walking past you, clanking the phones <laughs> and all sorts of stuff, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And maybe some wee background music and all that as well that I had to try and filter it. It was always fun. But, yeah, yeah. I, these things are always... It, it gets you in touch with other people and things like that. And, yeah. you know, we've got extra content, a wee bit extra background to some of the stuff that you're watching and all that as well. So, yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, anything else you would like to add about it? No, I'm just, as I say, I'm really looking forward to it. I've had annual leave that I've saved up and saved up. So I now have six <laughs> glorious days off and I'm so excited. And I'm just, honestly, Glasgow City Centre is not ready for me. <laughs> nice, nice. Just uh, remember and take glucose and sweeties and stuff just to keep yourself going, you know. But ration the amount of water like you took. It feels like a marathon when you actually look at all the stuff that you want to watch. You're like, how am I ever mm -hmm. going to cram this in and get all the reviews done? But you just do it, don't you? Because you're just so excited to be yeah. there. I think especially because with news about Edinburgh Film Festival and things like that, that this almost feels kind of more special this year, I think. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's an opportunity for them to to show that they can be, they can take up the mantle of the biggest film festival in Scotland. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see how it comes off. I, I from the outside, from uh, from what I've seen so far, it looks as organised as ever. They always do really well in terms of all the the flyers and everything they put out there, and the publicity for it, and the talent they attract. So yes, uh, definitely looking forward to it. I'm a bit like yourself. I'm going to miss the first couple of days. I'll watch some of the stuff on the portal and then yeah. I'll be in Glasgow next week try and catch as many over the course of about five or six days as I possibly can and I'm quite good at that sort of thing I can plan it out so I can I can watch four films five films and I think the most I've ever done six but that was, that was almost, that was exceptional circumstances and the films were all under two hours so that was and that I, is honestly like that is the niftiest thing ever. Like you, and also the fact that you can just plan that spontaneously in your head, whereas I literally can't function without a spreadsheet in hand to go. That's what <laughs> I'm supposed to be. This I'm going next. So that's that's brilliant. Six films in a day. Aye, well, it, it's not recommended because see, at the end of it, your 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 brain's knackered, and then you've got six films that you've I've scribbled down notes of in the dark. Uh, so there's a case <laughs> of trying to decipher six lots of notes where I'm saying. Did, did somebody vomit in this page? What is this? This is nonsense, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you, and you try and just do a sort of brain dump as quickly as possible after that to actually get decent notes. That's yeah. one of the fun parts of it, I suppose. But, yeah, exactly. it's all good. So, on the site, we will be covering the film festival. Like Mary noted earlier, we've got access to the portal with all the screeners which doesn't cover everything on the festival but covers a fair amount of it to be perfectly honest it's, it's... I'm surprised at the the amount that's on given that this is an in-person one as well whereas yeah. the last year before it's obviously definitely more sort of digital I'm surprised mm -hmm. at the sheer amount that's on the portal so again you know really grateful obviously for that. I think that's down to the fact that they're getting coverage sort of further afield people who don't actually necessarily need to attend the festival in person, but can yeah. potentially cover 30 films at the festival and do write-ups of them. So it's exposure for it without people can, you know what it's like when you're having to travel. It's prohibitively expensive to go to yes. like the London Film Festival or whatever, unless you've got sort of connections, people you can stay with, that kind of thing, because mm -hmm. otherwise you're, you're literally talking thousands of pounds to, you know, go down to a festival for a week and a half, you know, it's like somebody yeah. like 
London or even Manchester. I know other places in the UK do it, like Newcastle and all that. But again, it's an expensive business. So if you can do that from the comfort of yeah. your own home or whatever and write it up, promote and the festival. I was going to say also it's great coverage because if you do have, you know, film critics from, you know, outside the UK or even inside the UK mm -hmm. or whatever, and they're all promoting and talk about the great content that they saw at Glasgow Film Festival, I mean, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, that can only be a good thing. Yeah, I know uh, during the pandemic, London did that. They had they had an awful lot of stuff online, but they've scaled that right back. The last, I think it was oh. last year they did it, or maybe the year before, I can't remember. But they, they did it for like two years. They introduced it. It's the same people who run this Shift 72, I think mm -hmm. it is, isn't it, that mm -hmm. run yeah. the, the portal. Well, they were doing it for London as well. But in the first year, there was loads of stuff, loads of different things, but they really scaled it back in the second year and it was That's a shame. more documentaries and there wasn't as many of the sort of the more popular films um, mm -hmm. which I, I couldn't really understand why they were doing it because it's all press stuff. I know they want press to actually be there but then the, the other side of that is there's only so many press passes that they're, they're going to give out for a festival screening because they're wanting people to actually attend you know, actual yeah. ticket buyers because they don't make anything yeah. when somebody from the press attends. So, but then again, it probably costs quite a lot to run these portals as well. And there's the additional cost of getting the rights to show a film for even two, three days, you yeah. know, uh, for a festival, you know. So that's probably additional costs and all that as well. So, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I like the hybrid model. I really do. I, I think me too. I think it's it gives you the benefit of if you maybe can't. So, for example, like obviously us, we're a small site, we're covering it. So maybe if you can't get like annual leave or whatever, you've still got access to portal. You can nip in at mm -hmm. evenings or weekends. Um, and even again, so it all comes down to that flexibility, doesn't it? You can watch it yes. whenever you want. You don't have to be in a cinema at a set time and a set day. You can still catch up with it on the portal. And the films are on the portal for, I think, 72 hours. So you've got ample opportunity to, to catch them while yep. they're there as well. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you can suit yourself with it. It's just quite handy. I remember the, the London one, you had maybe about six hours or something to watch a film. So you Oof. really had to basically sit and watch it as if you were at a festival. You watch it one after the other. Um, yeah. And you're talking like starting at like eight o'clock in the morning sometimes. So, but at oh, least, you know, you're... You didn't need to get changed out your jammies. You could still be sitting there wearing your Wallace and Gromit slippers and your jammies and <laughs> all day, you know, like a normal work day. <laughs> <laughs> big, big fan of the thought of you in some Wallace and Gromit pajamas. So yeah, thanks yeah, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's for the OnlyFans page, <laughs> which I'm still developing, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just taking your time to do some research, work out what's on the platform, what's working, what's not yeah. working, and just sort of tailor it to your to your audience. Yeah, best how to shave my body hair and all that sort of stuff. You know, the, you have you have to experiment with these things before you go live. <laughs> do I do stripes? Do I do hoops? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that is, uh, you've lost me now. You're like that's it. I've corpsed for the rest of this. Eh? This oh, pod and the thought of oh, you there we go. doing forty year old virgin little wax marks on your. <laughs> <laughs> nice one so dear listener that is us done with our preview of the glasgow film festival like i say it starts on the first of the month which by the time this pod goes out will probably be tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow so we have been off air for a wee while now and 
Uh, that's largely down to myself. So we will be getting everybody back in. We'll get Thomas back online with his forthright views on movies, uh, hopefully very soon. Uh, we'll get the full band back together and get more regular content out there for you lovely people. Um, but from myself, um, thank you very much. Try and catch some stuff at the Glasgow Film Festival if possible. If you like what you hear from ourselves, obviously get in touch with us. We are on most of the social media channels at Movie Scramble. You can send us an email at podcast at moviescramble.co.uk, but I don't know why you'd bother because nobody has so far. <laughs> <laughs> this Even this joke is getting tired about the fact that nobody sends emails. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, we would love to hear from you if, if you've got something you want to talk about. Um, if any ideas for anything you you think might be a good fit for us as well, we're always open to that. So please get in touch with us, let us know. And basically, thanks for listening anyway, because we do appreciate it. And if you do have the time, go on and give us a rating on the podcast app of your choice. Let maybe a wee five-star review of us on iTunes helps because it pushes us up the rankings and gets us more people listening to us, which again, which in turn, sponsors on to try and do more stuff and actually try to do half decent stuff as well so you know that's a, that's a bonus for everybody involved so if you, if you like us Everyone then wins. we we will get better yeah. <laughs> okay okay yeah. so yeah you everybody yep and if you see us at the glasgow film festival do come and say hello john is tall and handsome and <laughs> I am sure I will probably be wearing my glasses because um, I can't see anything. So come and say hello to us if you do see us. And yeah, just hopefully look out for our coverage on the site and have a good festival, everyone. Cool. Bye.